0: Welcome to Wisdom Inspired, a podcast designed to help high achievers to eliminate burnout and overwhelm. Now let's prepare to open our hearts, our minds, and our notebooks to receive today's also wisdom. A great start this morning. Hope your hearts and minds are ready to receive what we're going to be sharing today, and I'm going to go ahead and get right into it. The title for today's topic is When Sight Fails when sight fails. So we're humans, right? And we have physical capabilities and one of them includes our ability to see, right? And depending on our sight, we totally live by it, right? But there are people who don't have that physical sight and they still live fully functional lives, right? But there is also another part of us because we have our spirit, we have our soul. And today I'm going to really go into our spiritual sight, right, and how understanding that when we get to a place in our journey as believers, there are times when it seems like we have lost our spiritual sight or that it has failed us, right? And when we're on this journey and we start to recognize this in a way that it seems like we can't see God's presence in things in our lives, right? And that's often because we have defined his presence by getting what we want, by our comfort, uh, being blessed, right? We've defined it as things are working out perfectly. Nothing is going wrong, it seems like. And so we we are blessed and highly favored, right? Uh, Those are some of the cliches we've heard. And so spiritually, we identify that as being able to see God's presence in our lives. But the danger with that is thinking that is where we're to reside. Because to stay there in your walk is to be like a child who never grows up, who never eats solid food. Because you constantly stay in a cycle Of desperation and despair because if you don't see the good things happening, you feel like God isn't there or God doesn't hear you or you've done something wrong and now you're off on a mission to fix and I first identify what it is you think you did wrong and now you're off to fix it. Right? So all of those different distractions take you completely away from God. Because you never mature into a place where God can fully use you to his effectiveness in this world. We're each individuals and we play a part of a body as believers, right? As believers, we have signed up and agreed to be a part of a particular mission. That mission is not our own. It is God's mission, And as a result of us surrendering our lives to serve his mission, we then have certain blessings that come upon us because of our obedience. But we reside in an unconditional state of blessing, always, as believers, those who have sealed their life in God through Jesus Christ. So we can get distracted and delayed in our maturity processes because we rely on our physical sight to identify for our spirit God's blessing on our lives. Now, this doesn't mean that all hell should be breaking loose in your life, and I'm not saying it. But what I am saying is that everything is not going to be peaches and cream, everything is not going to go right, and that everything going right isn't a sign that God is present. Okay? And I'll go further into that this week, but I want to make sure I stay here with when our sight fails us. Because I want us to be very careful to not get stuck in trying to identify bad decisions or mistakes or failures because it seems like we can't see God. Because when our spiritual sight begins to fail, or our perception of our visuals, our spiritual sight failing, it really is God preparing us for a higher degree of service. He may cause this particular spiritual blindness to come upon you because it's a moment of fueling for you. It's the place where your faith now has to be fueled for the next stage of service. It gets Your faith gets fueled because in this state, you have to let go of your sense of self-control. You have to let let go of your idea of controlling your life and moving your life in a in a in a way that you have perceived is what God wants from you, and you have to fully surrender your life over to what God is doing in your life at that time. There's a story in Acts chapter nine where Paul's conversion takes place right, right. And Paul at the time was Saul, and he was a persecutor of Christians. But he was also who God had appointed and chosen to bring the gospel to the Gentiles. And in that process, God caused a blindness to come over Paul. He caused him to go blind for about three days, I believe. But I I may be wrong, so you need to go read it for yourself. And in this, once he goes into this blindness, because, you know, he represents... In this state, Saul represented this this self-righteous, this self, because uh, he was a well-studied Pharisee, right? He he was a theologian, he, you know, he was well-studied in uh, the word, but he persecuted those who believed in Jesus Christ. So anyway, that's not where I'm going. So the point here is that at the time, Saul represented a lot of our own pride where we get boastful in our knowledge of God and us being able to see God, and we get boastful in being blessed and highly favored, and everything is always going right for us, and everything is always going well. And now we rise in a place where we can't see God the way we used to see him. We don't recognize it going on in our life, and we now find where our faith may be faltering because now our faith needs to be strengthened because God has taken us to a new degree. And in order to serve God at this new level, you have to be able to operate in a different way. You can't operate by your physical sight. God says I need you to operate by your spiritual sight. And your spiritual sight has not failed you. It's just that you're not moving to where I've moved to. You're still looking for me in the old place. You're still remembering the old way I showed up in your life. You're still remembering the old way of how I delivered you. You're still remembering the old way of the miracles that I performed. And you have yet to stop in that moment and surrender your mind, your will, and your emotions to me. So we see in Acts 9... And verse 17 specifically I'll read. It says, Ananias left and went into the house, and he laid his hands on Saul and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you along the way by which you came here, has sent me that you may recover your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So we see right here that Ananias was sent to go and... Lay hands on Paul to, re- to restore his sight, right? Because God was coming to restore his sight so that he may be filled with the Holy Spirit. So what I want us to understand here is that where I, when our sight fails us, it is not that it is failing us because something is wrong. It is stopped or it's no longer the way God wants us to see him. He wants to identify himself in a new way in our lives. And he can only do that when we elevate our sight. And he is the only one that can give our Holy Spirit that next degree of sight. We can't give it to ourselves, and it's not given to us by our knowledge, but it's given to us by the fullness of our faith. Our faith gets established at this new level to trust God completely with what he said, to trust in his promises, not trusting in what we see as a result or manifested in our lives, but trusting him because he said it, because he said, Would And because he is not man, he cannot lie, and his word is truth. We have to get to a place where we can fully depend on God's word, not the manifestation of the word, but the word itself. Because if you can't trust his word, you will not be able to embrace the manifestation of what's to come. See, when we want to see what he's going to do before we trust what he said, We get used to that, and he can do that, and he does that early on. But as we get into a place now where he starts to use us as instruments in other people's lives, when he starts to make our life a display for other people, he cannot keep us at that same degree of needing to see his manifestation. Before we trust his word, he says, I need you to trust my word because my word goes before you. So, as I take you into a new path, I've made a new way. So, you won't go this way if you're waiting to see me. You got to go this way because I sent my word. You got to learn how to depend and trust in God's word at this level. So, see, when your sight fails you, God is now getting you to where you begin to trust his word, his voice. You begin to surrender your life to his guidance, okay? And I want to give us this point before we close because I want us to make sure we hear this clearly. In Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19, from the Amplified I'm going to read, it says, Do not earnestly remember the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing... Doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive and know it, and will you not give heed to it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. I looked up the word earnestly, and why I wanted to understand why the Amplified used this word. So I went back to the root word earnest, and earnest means a thing in intended or regarded as a sign or promise of what is to come. So if you add that understanding of definition right here to do not regard or remember the former things as a sign or a promise of what is to come. He says, Behold, I'm doing a new thing. So see you the way I did it before, that ain't my promise of what I'm gonna do now. My promise is my word and I'm a now God. So when I give my word now, it's already done. You don't need the manifestation to believe me because my word says it's done. You need to go walk in what I said. Because if you do not get to this place, you will not be a full effect to the kingdom of God to do what the mission is, and that is to win others over into the kingdom. That's our whole purpose. As a believer, we ain't here for none of these other little things that we get to experience in this life. That ain't what we're here for. I'm sorry. I hate to give you that, but that's the case. That's not what we're here for. Those are just simply byproducts of what we get to experience. But our purpose as a believer when we get born again is to win souls into the kingdom of God. That is it. Because whether you believe it or not, And hopefully as a believer you've come to this understanding that what we're experiencing here is temporary. This is not forever. And so your job and your compassion is in alignment with God. And that is for the saving of humanity because he wants their souls to be with him. He doesn't want a soul to be lost. Okay? So when you get that understanding Please understand that as you move higher through your profession, through the tools and all of the things that God allows to come in and out of your life for your spiritual maturity and development, your sight will fail you. And it's not failing you because you've done anything wrong or that you're off course. It's most likely come to a place where God wants you to no longer earnestly depend on On those signs as a sign of what he's doing. Because he's a now God and he's doing things right now. And you need to be able to see him, not in his manifestation, but in his word. Because in order for you to move, as this place gets darker and darker, it's only by his word. You've got to know that you're covered. You've got to know that you're in safety. You've got to know that everything God said he will do. And you've got to be able to stand flat-footed and hold yourself firm to what God has promised you so that you can stay the course and you are not deterred and distracted and lured by the things of this world that will take you away from God. Because, see, the world wants you to only depend on sight. Because as long as the world can get you dependent on sight, it can easily lure you away from God. Because if you don't get to hear God and you don't keep his word as the only thing that guides you, you will easily be distracted. That's how the false messiah, the false prophets, going to come. It's going to be by people seeing a lot of things. And you've got to understand that you've got to be the one that lives by something greater than the sight. You've got to live by God's word. So your sight hasn't failed you. It is just preparing you to the fullness of your faith so that you can be established and able to do what God has called you to do with intention, following God's path for your life, knowing that you, no matter what, you can't fail. You can't. You might fall short. But that's what grace is for. And we'll talk tomorrow about learning how to activate our grace when our sight has failed us. Okay? So I hope today's wisdom has inspired you, encouraged you, and hopefully it has challenged you to go ahead and rethink what it looks like when we can't seem to see God in our lives no more. Recognize that he's already and always there. He never leaves you. Now start to listen for his word. Thank you for joining us here on Wisdom Inspired, and we'll meet you back on the line tomorrow morning at the same time. You guys have a great and wonderful day.